Isn't it great to be in the house of God tonight, to be in the presence of the one that he knows how. He's got a perfect timing, a perfect season, a perfect place to plant us. Because he knows, he knows us better than we know ourselves. And he knows when he puts a call or election upon us as disciples of his to walk in the powers of his grace, the powers of his mercy. He knows the troubles. He sees every tear. The writer says every sparrow, the number of hairs, amen, on your head. Don't, don't let the devil, amen, or the world try to tell you that God, God don't care or he doesn't know. I bet the difference with you. He knows and he cares. And I promise you he sees every tear. He sees every trial, every heartache. But God's in the business of perfecting us. God's in the business of using us as vessels of his to guide us and lead us. And that hasn't changed, amen, in 2023. Regardless of how wicked and, and vile it may become and things that we may be challenged with, God's going to perfect his church. God's going to equip his church. God's going to equip every individual, amen, to walk in the beauty of his unfolding and timing and season. Amen. So that fragrance of his presence. And the real, the real glory goes unto him. It's not the rose itself. It's its creator. It's its maker. We, we don't make ourselves. Our sufficiency is in him. Our confidence is in him. In his compassion and grace and mercy. And the long-suffering and gentleness of, of putting us on that potter's wheel with those gentle hands. Amen. Putting the right amount of water upon us and the right amount of seasoning in us. Amen. To perfect us and mold us. I'm telling you, God's in the business of perfecting humanity. Of pulling us out of the trash piles. Amen. And cleaning us up and setting us on a way. Amen. He's got an expected end for every vessel in this house tonight. That expected ends to be with him throughout eternity. But before we get there, there's going to be some trials. And there's going to be some journeys. But you know what? He said, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. If there's any forsaken, we're going to be doing it. Not him. Amen. If we're willing, amen, to trust him and rely on Even when we fail, this God. Come with compassion and grace and mercy and love. And doctor us. Minister to us and work on us. Praise God. Got your Bibles again tonight. Titus. I'm just going to read the first verse. I know I didn't want to give you. Uh, but we're just going to read the first verse. And I, I'm going to be shooting all over the tree. I will watch the time for the children's church's sake. Amen. I don't want to get caught up at 9 o'clock. And they, they'll be in a bind back yonder. I won't do that to them. But, but man, I'm telling you, I'm feeling so many things here tonight. But anyway. Titus 2 and 1. But speak thou the things which become sound doctrine. Befitting. Amen. To sound doctrine. Hallelujah. Man, I'm telling you, if it's ever been a time that we, you and I, we need to fall in love with it. But not only in love with it, we need to get it anchored into our own hearts, our own minds, our own spirit. We've got to get it settled. Amen. we got to get our feet settled upon it. Amen. I've been praying over the pulpit. I said, God, the pulpit. Pulpit's got to be settled. It's got to be anchored. That nothing out there, amen. And I'm not saying necessarily what's in the, in the pews out here tonight. I'm talking about in the world or any other place that would cause the pulpit to, to rearrange or to change direction. No, no, let's get settled. Let's get anchored. God's an unchanging God. Amen. Things that were sinned 50 years ago still sin today. Amen. Things that wasn't in His perfect will and divine. Amen. His divine plan and outcome. Amen. And I'm glad I'm serving a God tonight. And you can be seated. Lord bless you. I know it's Wednesday night. I'm sorry. God bless you. Amen. And so, but we're living tonight. A God. Amen. In Isaiah taught us precept upon precept, line upon line, here a little and there a little. Throughout the scriptures. Amen. The doctrines themselves from Genesis all the way to Revelation. 
salvation, the plan of salvation, the gospel itself, all of it lines up and, and works together like a puzzle, fitly joining us together. Amen. Each rose, amen, and it's time and season. God knows how to put us together. God knows what he's doing. And so as we look at Titus tonight, we go back and, and begin, to, uh, begin to put into our hearts and minds and spirits. Now notice something. He, he's talking to, in, in this short chapter now. Amen. Just a few verses, 15, 16 verses. Amen. He's talking to about four different groups. He's talking to aged men, aged women. He's talking to young, young ladies. He's talking to young men. And he's talking to servants. Before he gets through with the, the writings of this particular chapter. And so Paul's writing to Titus how to set up a church. How to a church to operate. What's the goals of this church or individuals of this church. Amen. It's, it's God's will for all of us. He wants us to start out with the milk, but he don't want us to stay on the milk. You can continue to drink milk, but you just can't let milk be the main source, amen, of survival. Amen. At one time, amen, when you was an infant, amen, bottle in the milk, and, and I don't know enough about it, but I know Taylor, the guy that works with us up at the hardware store, had a, had his, a little boy, and he, his oldest son had the same problem anyway. He was doing a lot of fussing and cutting up, and they knew from the first one after they went through a big ordeal with the doctors and everybody else about him, amen, had to change his formula. So, same way with this, this third one, had to do the same thing. And so, you know, normal milk and all that wouldn't work, and they had to get a a special formula that cost some $62 for the little old pint of it or whatever, the little pail of it, whatever. It's, it's, it ain't a whole lot anyway. Amen. So anyway, there's about 60-something dollars they have to pay for that. Amen. But that's better than listening to him scream and cry all night and all day and, and all this other stuff. And, and so, but here we are as we come tonight. And, and we our goal, if you notice something, and I didn't do this on purpose, but I, I've just realized that uh, uh, in the last in preaching of the doctrines, uh, the goal, the goal is for us to become what? Elders. Mature. Growing up. You ever look at your little darling and say, you got to grow up. Suck it up and grow up. Now, a lot of people don't want you to get up here and tell them the saints of God and folks like that when things didn't go their way. Well, you just got to suck it up. You just got to man up. Life's the way it is. God's unfolding the rose. Just hang on. God unfold it. God's got a perfect time. God's got a perfect way. And for the real beauty of it, you just got to wait on God and trust God and keep on praying. God hadn't forsaken his promises. God's still fulfilling those promises. God's going to keep fulfilling them. The hungry hearts and hungry lives and lives that want to be transformed and lives that want to live, live upright and godly. I'm telling you, God's in the building to bring us out of sin, to bring us out of the America, to bring us out of darkness. Amen. Not bring us out to put us back. Man, we ain't pulling people out of the world to bring them into introduce them to a new world. No. Yeah, that may be a new world, but it's going to be a holy world, a godly world, upright world. Amen. Not one that's full of sin and carnality, bitterness and envy and striving and, and all these things. Amen. These things pollute the body. These things contaminate the body. These things, amen, messes your mind up and your way of thinking up. I'm glad I'm serving a God tonight. When you and I, we're sincere about this and we get honest with God and begin to pray. God works. God works, man. He'll work on that soil. Hey, I'm glad he's working on mine. Man, I'm no farmer. I'm no agricultural man, but God worked on my soil. Amen. If there's something in there, the enemy's put something in there, God help me get it out. Praise God. Move upon our hearts, our minds, and our spirits tonight. So as we look at this, and, and I won't go through all of that as, as last Wednesday night, but, but uh, I will pick up on the, I believe we talked a little bit about sober. Sober. Sober-minded. Amen. And one of the best ways to keep a sober mind is by the Holy Ghost. 
keeping the moving and the operation of the Holy Ghost. Make it a normal practice in your heart, mind, and spirit. I'm going to church. And not, I'm, I'm not just going to go. I'm not going to be a spectator. You know, when you go to uh, entertainment a lot of time in other places, who pays? <laughs> yeah. yeah, the guy sitting in the bleachers. The ones out on the court, they're the one that pay to get in. They're getting paid. Hey, man, I'm glad I'm at church tonight. Everybody gets paid. One paid the price, the ultimate price. Man, you and I just pay the price by showing up and coming here. And since we showed up, we might as well have church. Since us two or three are gathered here on a Wednesday night, as we as we are, it don't make any difference. It ain't by our power, by our might anyway. It ain't how many jumping jacks I can do. Amen. My wife asked me the other Sunday, said, what you say when you said, did you hear what I said? She missed me when I said that. Well, I just said in the middle of all that, do some jumping jacks. And there's a few of them caught it. Hallelujah. But nobody done it. But... <laughs> Praise God. So you just got to watch me. I'm just, you know, anyway. I'm just trying to obey the Holy Ghost. And if it puts it in my brain, I'm, 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 I'm smart enough to say it. How about that? And most times we say crazy enough. But I'm smart enough to say it. Obey God. But anyway, as we move through this and watch this unfold and begin to take place sober. So I'm going to take you to First uh, Peter 5 and 8. Is that where I started, y'all? I threw the list last week awake. And I thought about it when I got here this morning. I said, you know what? I should have kept that list. I didn't get through about half of it. We could have kept the old list, but I forgot. But anyway, so I got you a new one. 1 Peter 5 and 8. Let's talk about being sober a little bit. The Bible, Peter's writings down. You know what Paul's wrote to Titus. So here we are, Peter, Peter himself, he's going to address the same thing. Hey, I'll tell you, we, we live in a world that's got a lot of messed up minds. You know, I don't have near the brain as a lot of people. That guy asked me out there today, you know, Mr. Exotic asked me something about being an educator. I said, no, you just don't have a clue. <laughs> well, anyway, praise God. That's God's business, all I can tell you. God done the calling, not me. Because I wouldn't be here if I'd done it. I'd have stayed at the shipyard and be retired and sitting where you're sitting. <laughs> well, but anyway, praise God. Be sober, be vigilant, because why? Your adversary, you have got an adversary. Everybody in this house, you've got an adversary. And he is a he's Satan. He's a Lucifer. And he's, a, he's an expert at beguiling. He's an expert at deceiving. I mean, he's been doing that long before you and I ever came on the ball field. You understand what I'm telling you? Amen. So you and I got to be sober and vigilant. We got to be observant. We got to take note what's going on, right? What spirits is it's trying to creep in? What spirits is trying to get hold of us? What spirits are trying to be handed down to us? What spirits that may come from one generation to the next generation because that previous generation didn't kill them? Because the previous generation didn't, didn't, didn't even take a rock put it in their heads and cut their heads off and stop the deal. Hey, I'm telling you, it's a time for some giant killers to rise up. Hey, look, right here in Bendale, Mississippi. we got to kill some of these giants that's robbing us of revival. we got to kill some of these giants that's robbing us of the miracles and wonders and signs and the mighty moves of God. Somebody's got to say, you know, I'm going to be a warrior. You're a fighter for the gospel, a fighter for the truth, a fighter for our children, a fighter for our young people. Amen. To put something in their heart. Don't wait till they get in their 20s and 30s. No way, man. We're going to start putting it in them in our teens and in their early years. Amen. Letting the love of God, the power of God, mold and shape them. And you and I, as parents, amen, you got to help me play a big role in it. You got to help me get involved. It's got to become a part of that makeup every single day. Grandparents have got to get involved. Everybody. Everybody on board. Everybody's in this church. Every chance you get, you've got to, you've got to help put something in them. You've got to help encourage them. You've got to help persuade them. This is the best life to live. 
You don't want to take a trip in the world. You don't want to know nothing about. Watch this. You don't even want to know nothing about being lazy in church. You don't want to know nothing about being sluggish and kicking back. And uh, Man, get on that front. Get, on that, get up on that front. Get up there dancing, loving, worshiping God, calling on the Lord. Man, they ask you to sing, try anyway. Ask you to do something, get up and try. You know, don't be hesitant about it. Don't be dragging about it. Don't wait till you feel like doing it because you won't never feel like Your flesh is not going to feel like living for God. Your flesh is not going to feel like doing the things of God. Your flesh is not going to get in. Hallelujah. I'll tell you what, you've got to make up in your mind, heart, in this earth and vessel. I'm going to do it when I feel like it, when I don't feel like it. I'm going to take on that responsibility as a Christian. I've been bought. I've been bought. I don't belong to myself anyway. I belong, amen, to God. And God set up a fivefold ministry. And God set up a spiritual leadership. And if you don't fall under subjection, that's five old minutes and that spiritual leader, you're not obeying God. You're not following the plan of God. And then sometimes people wonder about why maybe it's such a mess. It's because we're not following the plan of God. <laughs> that rose, buddy. I'm, we're going to talk about it a little bit. Amen. Hallelujah. Because it's very important as we watch this tonight. And so I'm going to talk to a little all of us before this is probably over with. But anyway, whom resists steadfast in the faith? Everyone, you got to get it with your mind made up. I, I'm going to resist you, devil. Hmm. I ain't going to let no negative voice, no negative attitude, or no negative spirit get a hold of me. I'm going to believe God today. God, you made this day. I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. <laughs> I may have all kind of pain and all kind of disappointments, but God, you made this day. And God, you got a time and you got a season. And I'm going to worship you and I'm going to magnify you with the best I've got. Hallelujah. If I, can't get, if I can't get on my feet and do it, amen, I'm going to sit here in this chair and lift my hands. If I can't do that, I'm going to rock my head. If I can't do that, man, I'm going to do something. Bleak my eyes at you. Amen. Well, I mean, we get thrilled when them little darlings, man, start blinking their eyes at us. Man, I mean, we teach them. Come on, wink at me, wink at me. Yeah, we, you know, see, we, we, get, we get glory and out of that. But you know what? God will get that out of us sometimes. I mean, where do we get all of this? We didn't just come up with it. Not God created us in his image and in his likeness. And the things that brings, brings a thrill to us a lot of times, it's the same way with God. When we can't do anything else and all the strength and energy we got is what we got. You know what? And if that's your best, then that's all that God requires from you. And if you give him that, you know what? God's going to bless it and God's going to honor it. And God's going to give you strength and ability, amen, to climb the mountain and overcome the dilemmas and situations, hallelujah, but you've got to be determined, amen, I'm going to hold on to the promises of God, when it feels like my prayers ain't got anywhere, even above the not even to the ceiling, let's bust through it, hallelujah but you know what, God heard me anyway sometimes i got to tell myself that, God heard me, God heard me, God heard me, he may not feel like he did, but God did, hallelujah, hallelujah, he'll never leave me, he'll never forsake me, he knows exactly where I'm at and so as we we watch what he talks about, steadfast against him, knowing that what? That the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. Same afflictions, man. We still, we've been doing this, the church has been doing this a long time, 2,000 years now. The apostles, disciples, the church, amen, the book of Acts. Man, they had, they had squabbles, they had fights. Man, Paul jumped on Peter. Widows wasn't treated right. Man, people on the backside want to leave the church. My little old widow, man, she didn't get nothing. She just got two little crumbs and that, no, that, that thing over yonder got. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Woo, come on now. It's in the book. It's in the book. Amen. But you know what? Those disciples said, but you ain't put on us from where we ought to be. We're rose planted right here. 
And this rose is going to stay doing what it's going to do. And we're going to pick some other roses. And we're going to put you in the garden. Come on, honey. Hallelujah. Just make up in your mind, I'm going to be a rose for God. Hallelujah. Make up in your mind and spirit tonight, I'm going to be a rose for God. And he's going to plant me. And in the seasons as he sees fit to unveil. Amen. Amen. And bring out the fragrance and the beauty of his hand. And the beauty of his favor. I got a prayer about that today, God. Amen. I, I want the favor of God. I want the pouring out of the Holy Ghost. I want to see people getting the Holy Ghost. I'm talking about getting the Holy Ghost. I'm talking about, amen, hauling them out here. And even in the morning, when you take them to school, they're still speaking in tongues. You can take them to the Spanish class. And they say, what's going on here? Hallelujah. He ain't never been to Spanish class before. He's doing good today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, some of that bunch from that first Jesus ain't church down there. Hallelujah. We ain't ashamed of this. Hallelujah. They call us tongue talkers, holy rollers. That's exactly what we are. We're guilty and we're proud to be guilty. Because we're not ashamed of how we worship and we're not ashamed of who we worship. Because he's the one that transforms us. He's the one that guards our hearts and guards our minds and guards our spirit. He's the one that's going to get us out of here. He's going to get us out of the grave. He's the one that's going to bless you. You better not just sit there. God's on our side. If God's for us, who can be against us? But if you're not for God, you ain't got a chance. You ain't got a chance. Amen. You're not going to stand. You're not going to be able to. So as, as you're watching here, man, knowing the same affliction comes my brothers, but the God of all grace. I probably won't get there tonight, but right in the center of this chapter, we're talking about in Titus. Amen. Talks about the grace of God. The grace of God that has appeared to all men. Everybody's going to be without excuse. Because Paul's writing to Titus said that the grace of God has appeared unto all men. I'm thankful for the grace of God tonight. How about you? Experienced it for myself and many times since even the first original time. How often the grace of God that we depended on it. Amen. To make our way to an altar. To make our way into the heavens. Boldly coming by the grace of God. That we might attain what? That we might attain mercy. Amen. In a time of need. In a time that we need it. Amen. He goes on from that. He says, who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus. After that he hath suffered Hey, wow. I know we're living in a nation. We want the least amount of suffering. I understand that. I don't want to suffer either. I mean, I'm not going to walk around. You know, I ain't had enough pain today and take a hammer out and bust my knee. I mean, uh, I'm not going to do that. You know, <laughs> praise God. I mean, you know, there's something wrong with you when you're trying to do things to get hurt. Hallelujah. I mean, some mornings I have to get my phone out and I leave the house because it's dark. Amen. And I have to get my phone out to amen, get that light on to walk down them steps. I know how many of they are. Sometimes they do pretty good and I can count them and do pretty good sometimes. But uh, hey, I remember one particular time I didn't do it and I regretted it. Amen. Because I miscounted or missed whatever in that fifth step. And, and I went out anyway. I don't know. <laughs> Amen. Took me a few months to get over that little knee deal. But anyway, praise God. So now I get the light out. Hallelujah. I get the light. I can see my steps. Got to have light, man. You can't wait people the light anyway. We don't like darkness. Sometimes we want darkness when we're sleeping. Outside of that, amen, we want light. Hallelujah. When we eat, we want light. When we worship, we want light. I ain't going to say it, but I get in trouble. I am going to say it. The only place I know wants to turn the lights out and do all that stuff to juke joints and places like that. 
Uh, not at the house of God, but he turned the lights on. We're not ashamed to worship him. We're not ashamed to boo-hoo and cry. We're not ashamed to repent. We're not ashamed to give him glory. We're not ashamed to go back and pray for people. Hey, I'm not trying to cast a stone down. I'm just simply telling you, hey, some things, we got to watch them. I'm telling you, the enemy's trying to creep in. We got to be vigilant. We got to be sober. We got to be sound-minded. Hallelujah. We can't be ignorant. Paul said, we're not ignorant of who's of Satan's devices. Hallelujah. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. I'm telling you what, there's a lot of people out there claiming to be fellows of God and followers of this other and all kind of junk, amen. But thank God we're not ignorant of Satan's devices. Hallelujah. When he tried to put a device on it, we recognize it. We understand it. We see it. We don't have no dealings with it. We rebuke it in Jesus. We resist it. We come against it. Why? The God of my soul, the bishop of my soul cares enough about me, amen, to give me direct. He says, Best thing I can do is listen to that. Because the other consequences, they ain't good, are they? Man, when you go to Philippians 4 and 8, here's, here's a good way to be sober-minded. One way to keep a good sober mind. Paul's writing to the Philippians in 4 and 8 gives us a little, little pattern, a little, little rut that you and I can get in, amen, to protect our minds, to keep them in the right places, the right areas of thoughts and things of that nature. Amen. Finally, my brethren, in Philippians 4 and 8, brethren, whatsoever things are true, this is the things you ought to think on. This is what you ought to meditate on. Amen. If it's not true, don't think about it. So somebody started some junk. Gossip. Tail barriers. You're not sure. I don't repeat stuff I'm not sure. I don't repeat a lot of stuff I am sure. <laughs> I, you know why? I don't want them to know I, I, I told it. I don't want them to go somebody else. Where Brother Moore told me. part of that group even when it's right even when it's true I'll be one of the guys that's you know hey if you want to find out what's going on call so and so he'll tell you <laughs> I don't want none of that <laughs> I don't believe you do either praise God so whatever things are true whatsoever things are honest whatsoever things are just man boy this is a good good foundation to put our minds on it whatsoever things are pure whatsoever things are lovely whatsoever things are good report if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. If you're going to praise, any virtue, man, this is what you dwell on. This is what you concentrate on. This is what you focus on. Hallelujah. That's the reason you can't stay on Facebook for hours. <laughs> Ain't a lot of good reports from what I understand. I don't know nothing about it. I wouldn't even know how to get on it. I'm just telling you, I don't. But anyway, why, why is it so important? The mind, the mind, the mind. Uh, I'm just going to briefly touch this one. But Mark, the fifth chapter, talks about it. And I mentioned it, I think, Wednesday night, last Wednesday night. The lunatic. Amen. But you know what? They've done their best to bind him. They've done their best to deal with this guy. Until Jesus came along. And you watch this. In that 15th verse, and they came, they come to Jesus and see him, talking about the lunatic, that was possessed with the devils and had the legion sitting and clothed and in his right Mind. The battle's in the mind. Don't kid yourself. The battle's in the mind. What you what you proned or subject or given to. And once the devil finds out as a device certain avenues or statements that he can shoot certain fiery darts that he can. 
You make two or three steps toward God. the mind it's the mind now watch this it was so powerful and so moving that all the other ones that couldn't do anything with him they was afraid they was afraid of Jesus the very one that delivered the lunatic they was afraid of that power that authority that individual but you know the story later on so let's, let's go move when you start going and you move from that and uh, we go to 1 Corinthians 9 and 25. The writer there is talking about, he says, every man that striveth for. Now, the question is for you and I, who are we striving for? Who are we in the race for? Who are we in the battle for? Because that's going to be, you know, that's got to first come to that conclusion. You've got to come to that, that, that place in your own heart, in your own life. Who am I going to live for today? Who am I going to serve? Who am I going to be striving, amen, to, 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 to serve and to accomplish and achieve, amen. So Paul's talking, and he likes it. A lot of times we could call it the Olympics, but he said for the master, he's what? Watch this. It's temperate in all things. Anybody that's striving for the mastery, he's temperate. What does temperate mean? I talked a little bit about it Wednesday night. It's one of the nine fruits. It's called self-control. I think you'd have to agree with me tonight. We're living in a world that's almost out of control. It don't take much to set them off. It don't take much to rile them up. It don't take much for them to throw temper tandems and, and get beside themselves. And that's the reason there's so many bushes in the, in the woods anymore. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> they wouldn't have bunched around my house. We kept them cut down pretty regularly. But anyway, <laughs> no, hallelujah. Praise God. But strive it for what? But the temperance, thou, they do it for what? To attain a corrupt around. But we are incorruptible. I therefore run, not as uncertainty. We know who we're running for. Now, now watch it. What is the goal that we're reaching for? Man, I can't wait to get to a, a little area. I'm fixing to right here in just a second. Watch this. I therefore so run, not as uncertainly, so fight I, not as one that just beateth the air. We're not just shadow of boxing. We're not just, we're not just in the ring putting on a show. There may be a, a lot of churches, a lot of places, you know, they want to put on an entertainment. You know, if, if, if we're just going to do that, I'll just stay home, a lazy boy, and get me my tea or my Budweiser. <laughs> get my big old screen and just and let them entertain me. Uh, when I get dressed and come here. But we're not doing that, are we? We, here, we want to be real. We want to be genuine. We want to be sincere about who we're striving for and whose side we're on, who we're battling for, who we, we've allowed to be the, the ruler of our hearts and who reigns in our minds and our hearts. You know, the Paul's writings told us that not to let sin reign. That means to govern us. Sin is not to govern us, man, but God. And so, so he brings us, he says, and keeping my body under, you know, keeping my body under. You know, one translation, I think it's the Amplified, he said he beat it black and blue, his own body. He's beating himself under submission. Self-control. Sometimes you got to beat yourself. Sometimes you just got to get yourself around the neck and put yourself up to that mirror and just talk to him. Eyeball to eyeball. 
Man, put that nose right up in that mirror and said, buddy, you ain't sending me to hell. Your bad attitude and your bad spirit, you fixing to repent. You're going to get that altar talk to you. Amen. If you keep doing that, you start preaching yourself, and the Holy Ghost will help you. First new, you preach yourself through. <laughs> your own conscience, man, will come alive. Holy Ghost will come alive. Word of God will come alive, man. Hallelujah. And you, 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 it'll help you out. In fact, that's the best, some of the best therapy you can get. <laughs> you won't have nobody else to get mad at. Well, anybody else to blame. Man, that's some good advice. You know, that's like people talk to themselves, and they say, well, I like to talk to intelligent people. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, take it like you want it now. Hallelujah. Praise God. I tell you what, I'd rather talk to somebody that's got the Holy Ghost. I'd rather talk to somebody that's sincere about it and saying, you know, I want to be saved. So sometimes getting your own self in that mirror, you know, it's your, it's your, it's your eternity. It's your soul. And if that's a place that you can ever get serious, it's right there. So I'm going to get real honest myself right here. Real serious. Now watch this. When you go to Galatians 5, 5, 22 and 23, we're going to see there it begins to talk about the fruits of the Spirit. And watch this. The fruits of the Spirit is what? Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, generous, goodness, faith. Amen. It goes and then the next verse. And, <laughs> and meekness, temperance against their. Now watch this. Watch this. There is no law. Have you ever thought? <laughs> have you ever thought about that? There is no law. What does it mean by that? There's no law in the fruits of the Spirit. Okay. Is there a law on that highway out there? Is there limits on that highway out there? There's no limits in the nine fruits of the Spirit. There is no law. There's no limits. There's no ever reaching to the place that you have arrived. So every day we get up to strive... For the watermark. You know what's happened? I heard it today. Mr. Scotty said it right back there. He said the public schools has lowered the watermark. To pass everybody through. Not realizing and understanding that we're doing more damage than good. By lowering the watermark. Churches have lowered the watermark. Requirements and expectations has been lowered. So we can let some in and some do and things of this nature. But God is an unchanging God. Where God draw those lines, he hadn't got no eraser. Where God has an expectation, you know why? Because he's the potter and we're the clay. The power's not in the clay. The power's in submission and willingness to get on the potter's wheel. And the potter, the rose, the rose unfolder has the power and the seasons and the ability to unfold the rose in his time and season. It doesn't matter who they are and where they come from. He's got the fertilizer and the place and the anointing to take that vessel of clay and make it a fragrance and a beauty of his workmanship. I want to be a workmanship of Jesus Christ. I want to be a workmanship of the gospel. I want to be a workmanship of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. So the reason there is no law, there's no limits. You can run it just as fast as you want to in them. You can, you, can, you can indulge in them all you want to. I'm telling you, that's a place where there's no limits. There's no law. Again, the Apostle Peter 
we go back to him in 2 Peter 1 and 4. And whereby are given unto us exceeding and great and precious promises. <laughs> Amen. Have you, have you received those promises? The most precious one is the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Exceedingly and precious promises. God. You, you and I have to make sometimes that our personal affair. A personal encounter. I want it, God. I want to attain that. I want to receive that. That by these, he may be, well, might be partakers of what? Of that divine nature. How do you take on that divine nature? And they want to tell us you don't have to have the Holy Ghost. Uh-oh. Man, I don't have to have just Acts 2.38 to preach about the Holy Ghost and take it on a, a different nature. You got to take on the divine nature. If you're ever going to win the battle, you got to take on His Spirit. You got to receive His Spirit. It's a losing battle if you don't. Everything else is self righteousness. Everything else is deception and lying and build upon sin. There's only one rock and only one Christ. Hallelujah. One baptism and one Holy Ghost. There's not a half a dozen different Holy Ghosts either. There's only one Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost promise, the book says, the book says that forever seller will lead and guide me into all truth. Not part of it, not some of it. It'll lead me into all of it. I want to be led. How about you? I'm just a sheep. And if I'm not careful, I'll stray away. Hallelujah. But thank God for a bishop. Thank God for a shepherd called Jesus Christ that'll lead me to green pastures, that'll lead me to waters that I can take up, that'll lead me into seasons and times. And there may be desert times and wilderness times. But if I'll just hold on to the promises. If I'll just pray until they happen when I know I'm praying God's will, when I know I'm praying God's promises, when I know I'm praying the heart of my Heavenly Father, I'm just going to stand where God wants me to stand, standing on the promises of God. Amen. Believing and trusting in Him to get us out and bring us out on the other side. Amen. It talks about from that point you start needing to do what? Adding. Adding. Notice the difference between God and the devil. Devil always subtracts. He always takes away. He never adds. If he does any adding, it's sorrow, sorrow, troubles, misery. But no satisfaction. He's a deceiver. He's a liar, but not God. God's in the multiplying. He's in the blessing business. He's in the, in the giving of, the, of peace and joy and things of this nature. So as you're watching here, amen. He says, partakers of his divine nature, watch this. Having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Escape the corruption that's in the world through lust. You know, I'm going to start telling some folks, especially our young people, young boys, young girls. Man, when that world gets to pulling on you, I want you to look at that when it's pulling on you. I want you to look at one that's walking where he's walking and where you want to walk. And I want you to look 20 years down the road. And I want you to look at that vessel 20 years from now. Those that give themselves over to alcohol. Those that give themselves over to drugs. Those that give themselves over to reframed sexual activities. You don't know where to stop. You don't have the power to stop it. Because you're out of the, under the safety of the one that will keep you. That will sustain you. That will hold you. Come on, I'm, I'm trying to help us here. 
that divine nature's in us to keep us from the wrath of the lust that's in this world, the destruction that's in this world. Look around at some of them. <laughs> Look at some of them that sold themselves out in their 40s and 50s. It looks like they're in their 60s and 70s. Crippled and maimed and halt. Because they gave themselves over to the wrong substance. You think our health issues and health problems is bad today? I'm going to give you another 10 or 15 years of the response and the results. And the only thing that we can find to help us is God and his goodness and grace and mercy. He's the only one. I believe he can reach into those vessels and heal them and restore them. Well, if he delivered a lunatic, don't tell me he can't deliver an alcoholic. Don't tell me he can't deliver a druggie. And he can cure them. He can cure them. And give them health and strength and abilities. Amen. I don't know if I'm get that far tonight, but, but uh, I got a long ways. But it talks about from there, it begins to talk about adding things. Beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith, virtue, and to virtue, knowledge, and knowledge, temperance, and temperance, patience, and patience, godliness, and to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, charity. If these things be in you, they got to be in you. They got to be activated. They got to be working. They got to have their way. You can't control them, manipulate them. It can't be when you want it to and when you, you like for it to. No, no, they rule and reign in all the areas against your enemy, against, for your best friend. Hallelujah. No matter, don't, that, no, that don't matter. The fruits, amen. You know, that fruit tree, don't, don't, don't know who's going to come and pick it. Who's going to come and, and he can't change his mind. I don't like that picker. Suck them all back in. No, you send me a man. Don't send me no woman out here. <laughs> send me a woman. Don't send me that old, that old bow-legged man. What's a... Fruits of the Holy Ghost that work it all the time. In fact, it heaps coals of fire upon the heads of even your enemy. Man, I got a long ways to go. <laughs> but I'm telling you, it heaps fire. It, it, put, it puts things in the mind of the heart and the soul of the people. Because you know what? And, and I don't know, but watch this. We're going to, Holy Ghost filled people is one of the main things that you and I as witnesses is to never give the enemy leverage, never give him an opportunity. To accuse us. May accuse us. But it meant to falsely accuse us. Or, or, or to find us in an area. I, I won't take the time but maybe later. But in Romans Paul's writings. There in the second chapter of Romans. The 24th verse I believe. He talks about that. Giving occasion for them. For the Gentiles. To blaspheme against God. Because the Jews. Amen. Were claiming to be God's children. Amen. And obeying the law. But they weren't doing it. And so that gave the Gentiles leverage. Watch this. When Nathan went to David about Bathsheba, amen, he said, David, that one deed that you've done gave leverage and room, amen, for the enemy, for all those naysayers and all those unbelievers and all those that believe in many gods, amen, they give them possessions and, and a place, amen, to, to accuse you and come against you. 
So you see what I'm saying? That's when it's so important, the life we live, the fruit that we bear, and the way we walk, and the conduct, and, and handle ourselves. And, and so, you know, I'm going to move on from that. I, I, I'm not covering nowhere near the ground. Hebrews 5 and 12 talks about being teachers, and, and for the time he ought to, to be teachers. In fact, if you back up on this particular chapter, that's what I was talking about. The time that you ought to be a teacher, but, but, but you, you, you're not able, is what he's telling him here. Amen. You have need that one teach you again. What, which, which be... And I told them to get up quite a few scriptures in this. And, and, but anyway, the principles of the oracles of God, that's the basis. That's the foundation of the principles. They, they, hey, I'm telling you, there's a lot of so-called religious places. They've left the principles. They don't bother to teach them. They don't bother to practice them. They, don't bother. they left the foundation. You don't have nothing without the principles, without the basics. Again, Mr. Scotty said it right back yonder today. Amen. Two plus two is four. I mean, all the education, all the changes they want to do and everything else. At the end of the day, two plus two is four. At the end of the day, you're trying to educate your kids. You're trying to, you're trying to you know, prepare them for life and all the life, all the days they're going to live. <laughs> so anyway, he, he didn't know it, but he was saying a lot about, ooh, praise God. So let's go to 1 Peter 3, 1 and 5. I'm dropping down 4 or 5 there. 1 Peter 3, 1 and 5. i got about five minutes here. Likewise, ye wives, be in subjection to your own husbands, that if any obey not the word, they also may without the word be won by what? What's the power of conversation here? You can win a husband. Now, that's not just for the wives, ladies and gentlemen. That's for all of us. Amen. But I believe, I believe Peter is writing to us and giving us a demonstration. The power of our conversation and the ability through this conversation Amen. Of what can happen and what can take place. Amen. While they beheld your chastity and conversation coupled with fear. Who's adorning. You know what adorning is? It's to trying to make it more beautiful. Supposedly. That's what adorning. But watch this. You can't beat God. You can't beat God unfolding the rose. You can't beat God's season. You can't rush it. You can't cut it short. You can't, you can't prolong it. I, I, well, that, my, whoa, wait a minute. What about that one? Prolonging it. When I get ready, I'll come and do whatever. When I get ready, then I'll come and. God's got a season. And if we don't walk in that season, guess what? He won't unfold. But if we walk in the season, God will unfold. Has anybody ever heard that little story about that song? It's actually supposed to be a, a, a little girl. Now, I, I looked up on a little girl that was that went out in the garden, pulled some roses. And she brings them, and she tries to unfold them. And you know what happens? She tore them apart. The mother, her grandmother, one, comes out and begins to explain to her and tell her, no, God, God's got a time. And Brother Von Morgan preached a message about that story. He had read that story and preached a message on it. And a gentleman that heard that message wrote this song, When God Unfolds the Rose. <laughs> when God. Folks, let's have faith in God. Let's trust God. Let's rely upon him. Amen. But watch what he says. Whose adorning let it not be that outward adorning of the plaiting of the hair or of wearing of gold or of putting on of apparel. Amen. Don't let it be that. That adorning a man in another place arranging you know what? <laughs> uh, I, I, I thought about that today. Plaiting of the hair. 
You know what? That tells me that ladies already have long hair. It's kind of hard to plait short hair, isn't it? Huh. My, it's just amazing how God just places things in the scripture to back up what he's wanting to say. But let it be what the hidden man of the heart. In that which is not corruptible. Even the ornaments of a meek and quiet spirit. Which is in the sight of God. A great price. Sister Moore, I want you to come. I want to sing that song one more time. I, I, I know I didn't finish. I didn't know we're here. Uh, I have two more. But anyway, I'll, I'll do it maybe next Wednesday night. Okay? Uh, time's going to run out. But let me say this. I appreciate our ladies. This week... You know, and, uh, and we probably don't give our ladies, our wives, the credit that we should a lot of times. And there was something happened at the store yesterday that just prompted me and just moved me. Um, I had a guy come and he bought some items. So I spun around and went to give me his card and I went to, and it declined it. I said, uh, Sir, it declined your card. He said, Oh, he said, My wife's probably been at the casinos. And immediately, son, it, it kind of just, how blessed I am. Not to have to worry about having a wife. To go running off at casinos and juke joints and places. How blessed we are at a church to have young girls and boys, as far as that goes. It's not going to give themselves into the world. They're not going to want to know anything about the casinos and the lights of the world and wasting their time and effort. I'm going to preach on this more next Wednesday night. The rest of the young boys and different ones that's in here. I was hoping to get to the place because I was going to ask them, what, what are you planning on being? What's in your mind now? What, what, what are you planning? What's in your heart to be? You never start too young. I got, I got some scriptures to back it up. To start wanting to live for God. Wanting to... Making up in your mind, I don't want to be a stiff neck. I don't want to be rebellious. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna encourage them. Amen. When your parents ask you to do something, you ought to be ready to do it. You ought to get up. Amen. And make it up in your mind of a young age. I'm gonna live for God. I'm gonna serve the Lord. I'm not in it just for the for the goosebumps. I'm not in it just to. No, I want to be serious about this thing. I want to be molded and shaped. Precept upon precept, blind upon blind. Here a little and there a little. Because God, God. Let me get her to sing this song next Wednesday night. Because God unfolds that rose. God knows the danger. Did you know, did you know that that her children, amen, that the first promise that's given to you of extending your life upon this earth, and you could stand. It's, it's, it's living upon this earth, extending your days. It's because you're obedient to your parents. It's in the Lord. And watch this. Go back and read it. It's not just extending your days upon this earth. Because, you know, I don't want mine extended if I'm going to be in a wheelchair. If I'm going to be crippled and maimed and can't, you know. No, but it's, it's extended with promises of blessings. Of blessings. That's where you and I as parents and grandparents has got to step into that role. And, and I'm not saying we're not. I'm just saying, man, to persuade them. This is the best life to live now. Don't wait till you get 20s. 
Don't wait to get 30. You ain't got to go out there in that world. and You, you ain't got to sow no, no. Best life to live is now. You'll be far ahead. Sister McCallie, are you going, you're, you're a senior, right? You're going to college. Now, why are you doing that? I'm sorry. You know why she's doing that? Now, back in my day, that was never heard of. But she's going to be a year. How many classes you'll be ahead in college? College. See what I'm talking about? That's what God wants in the spiritual. And shame on any of us if we have any kind of jealousy or an attitude about it that not to help promote it. We're just shooting ourselves in the foot. We're limiting the church, the body of what it could be. You know why some people made it successful in life? It's because they started out. You can go to the political worlds. You can go to the athletical worlds. You can go to any of those places, and including the church. Some of the greatest or well-known leaders that we got in the church is because that at, at, these, at these ages, well, they, back here, they started Bible quizzing. They practiced on one another, preaching to one another. They knew at that age, we want to be a preacher. Be a vessel of God. Be used of God. And the earlier you sell out to that and get it made up in your mind that I'm not going to, this, this body's not going to be all scarred. And, and I'm not preaching against God. I'm thankful for each one. But, but I'm telling you, there's some that God that's born and raised in his, the church that has to have the testimony. I don't know anything about a cigarette. I don't know anything about drugs. I don't know anything about alcohol. I don't know anything about slipping around and messing and gumming around. That's the most secure, blessed way. All right, let me ask you something. Did you want to deform little Riley? You want him to have all of his toes and all of his fingers, both eyes. You want to make sure his ears was on both sides of the head and not one in the front and one in the back. We're not careful sometimes with our spiritual attitudes. We'll birth some kids into this kingdom. Well, I can feel some little. That's okay. That's okay. I'm just doing what I'm getting paid to do. Just doing it. There's a birth channel they got to go through. There's a process. And then after, after, and I'm going to tell you something. We can't step around that. God help us have the strength to birth them. Not just get in the birth channel, but have the strength to push them through. Until they speak in that heavenly language that the Spirit of God gives them the utterance. Okay, don't you sell yourself short, not one bit. You stay with it, man, until you know, I got it. I got it. And not as long, it's got me. But then they can't stop there. We got to be willing to work with them. Pray with them. In God's season. Because there's going to be some times. Our precious little Cades are going to. One that they kind of protect. And 
You didn't know that, did you? <laughs> oh. Got to tell on you just a little bit. Deer hunting. Mr. Keith Berry, you didn't, you, we, we didn't shoot does. We didn't have, he didn't turn us loose, did he? <laughs> Not with dogs. But when Cade come along, how many did you shoot at deer hunting with dogs? You lot, can't remember. A lot. <laughs> All of us was laughing about it. Let him shoot. Of course, I'd have gave him my doe. Been fine with me if he'd have killed it. Let him go. You see what I'm saying? That's the way you and I have got to be about every single one of them. Regardless of where they come from. And the color of their skin. It don't make any difference. Because if God births them here, we're the mother and we're responsible. We're responsible. So that's what we want to see happen. So let's just, if you would. And you can gather up if you want to stand back. I, I don't care. Do what you want to do. It don't matter. I want to just sing this song. Let's just take a few minutes and, and say, God, unfold this rose. Let's make it a personal thing. Let's make it a personal thing. I want to unfold my life. I don't have many more days and weeks and years I got left. But you know what? I want to give my best to God. What I got left, I want to give it to God. And then the best seasons and experiences as he unfolds the rose. God bless you. I thought my prayer didn't reach the ceiling of the room where I knelt to pray. And a voice inside kept asking me, do you think God's really listening to anything that you have to say? But I just kept on praying and holding on by faith, knowing God is working all things in control. And I've waited like the rosebud in the garden, for only God can unfold the rose. When God unfolds the rose, He always gets it right when the petals are in place. It's such a beautiful sight. God knows when to hold. tribulations we must all go through when it comes to heartaches we've all had our share which times are the hardest 
We need to hold God to his promise. He said he'd never give us more than we could pay. So I just keep on praying and holding on my faith, knowing God, he's working all things for my good. And I wait just like that rosebud in the garden. Yes, I will, for only God. such a beautiful sight. My God knows when to hold on and the perfect time to let go. So let God have his way and watch God the petals are in place. It's such a beautiful sight. My God knows when to hold on and the perfect time to let go. So let God have his way. Watch God unfold the road. My God knows when to hold on. And the perfect time to let go. So let God have his way. And watch God unfold your road. What a beautiful sight it would be to let God unfold the rose, every petal in its right place. My, my, my. Love you tonight. Appreciate you. Appreciate your response. Don't forget Friday night, Fall Festival, 6 o'clock. Amen. We'll be starting. Uh, several of you know what to do. What things are going to be different things. We're activities we're going to be doing. Uh, invite somebody. Come. Let's be have a good time. Amen. Love you and appreciate you. We're not going to have a fire. Somebody called and said we got one. We're not. We're just going to have a butane thing with a fire so we can roast marshmallows and things of that nature. But it, it's legal. It'll be all right. Okay? All right. Any questions? Any announcements? Any complaints? That's right. Tonight is the last night to give a man in the bucket back there. And um, if there's 10,000 in every bucket, everybody get a pie in the face. How about that?
Somebody proved me and said, well, don't everybody get a pie in their face. Let's be fair about it. So anyway, <laughs> how about that? <laughs> Write the check. What did Brother Ford say? Write the check. I'll eat the pie. <laughs> God bless you. Love and appreciate you.